0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a very busy day in Scottish football. Scotland finished the World Cup qualifying triple header on a high with a 4-0 win against the Faroe Islands. Scott Brown says managerial uncertainty played a part in his Celtic exit. Will that manager though be Eddie Howe? And Alan McGregor signs a new one-year deal at Rangers. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah, it was good to finish the international break-off with a positive result. Much more like it from Scotland last night. Some Good performances in there And good to see Che Adams Getting his goal That he, he deserved On the domestic front Good news for Rangers fans With Alan McGregor Adding another year To his contract Could be a significant Signing Granted next season And significant news From Celtic Scott Brown coming out Having his say Everyone w- th- wondered What he would think About the situation Going to Aberdeen He's made it clear What made his mind up in going to Aberdeen? Will the Celtic fans be happy with that? Also, Nicky Hammond getting out the door. So the rebuild continues at Celtic every single day. What's happening, Gordon Deal? Yeah, a lot happening, Gordon. Uh, Good evening, good evening, Mark Wilson, Celtic. Um, Yes, (laughs) there's been a lot going on. Uh, Good result last night. I think there'll be a lot of talking points, a lot of positives. Yes, you can go to the usual well it's only the Faroe Islands but you've got to go out there and I thought some of the the football and especially Tierney was absolutely fantastic last night Adams gets his first international goal Nisbet gets a lot of positives and then looking forward to a really good Scottish Cup at the weekend yeah there really is so much to get through tonight so don't hang around 01419511025 what did you make of the game last night yes as Gordon says only the Faroe Islands but were there positives there if so what were they? We are second in the group. How does that leave us going forward? Give us all your thoughts on last night. Rangers fans, what about that signing? It's the one you've all been wanting. It was arguably the signing that you wanted above anything else. Never mind attracting new players. Alan McGregor will be there next season. How do you feel about that news? And Celtic fans, are we getting somewhere? Widely reported this evening, Eddie Howe has been contacted by the club. And what about the fact that Scott Brown admits that the uncertainty over the managerial position has played a part in him choosing to leave the club. That and anything else you think we've missed, 0141 951 1025 right now on the phones or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's start with last night's game. It seems the obvious place to start. Stevie Clark says the Scotland camp's full of positivity after the first World Cup qualifying win that does move us up to second. 4-0 against the Pharaohs, as we said, which will be the last competitive match before the Euros. And Clark says it's an exciting time. And we were patient, we controlled the game reasonably well. Listen, they still had one or two chances, so we can do slightly better defensively, but things to work on. Pleased with the team tonight, pleased with the team. Overall, in the first 10, 10 days together was good. First camp, five points, second in the group. OK, let's look forward to September and the, the next games in the World Cup. Well, we've always got positivity. We sometimes get a little trickle of negativity coming from other areas, but within the camp, we're positive. We, we, we think we're a good squad. We think we can be a good team. We know we have to improve. And the, the spirit within the camp is good. So what's not to be positive about? It's five points out of the first three games. It's good. We've got the Euros to look forward to, which is the first time in 23 years we can look forward to a, a major tournament. What's not to smile about? 
Good question It takes a lot to get a wee smile Off Stevie Clark mm. Was it enough to make you smile Last night Mark? Smile? It was eh? No I enjoyed watching the game now, People say it is only the Faroe Islands But we saw the Faroe Islands Play against Austria And they give them a wee scare Listen We saw Macedonia uh, Against Germany And how things like this You know Don't go to plan But I thought The team selection Was correct uh, Daz touched on Some of the performances Tierney in particular Thought were outstanding John McGinn just seems to get better With every game you see him And he's scoring big goals for us mm. At crucial times And I was delighted to see Shea Adams get his, his goal I thought he took it brilliantly He looked top class And uh, it makes you optimistic About the future I think five points um, From the opening of a campaign Is not too bad I know people were disappointed with Israel And people expect us to go to Israel And win because we, we rank above them in the FIFA rankings And there's quite a lot of distance But international football isn't always about the the actual rankings and the placings These teams are hard to beat mm. and tough places to go I think Steve Clark can be reasonably happy with the start to the group Right, come on then, game last night The standouts, the positives, the group as a whole Maybe the frustrations then Looking at, yeah, five points, it could have been more How do you feel about the camp overall? Give us your thoughts Gary is in Blantyre He's going to take us away tonight Gary What stood out for you? Hi uh, Gordon Hi Mark And other Gordon um, yeah, I think last night Was a, a good result um, Eventually it was a good performance The second half was better Than the first half I thought um, The standouts for me Would be um, Kieran Tierney As Gordon says uh, Phenomenal and I'll, I'll come back to him um, But I really think that She Adams um, I think the impact He could make And Maria he has made a bit of an impact clearly with his goal last night. Um, the, the way he looks, the, the sharpness, not just physically, but mentally, um, he's a premiership striker, and you can tell it, the difference. Um, and I think he will score a lot of goals for Scotland because we've got good midfielders now that have got the same kind of intelligence that he can he can read their brains and they can read a pass before they play it, um, which will uh, get him the kind of edge on defenders. And I think he'll score a lot of goals for us. Yes, um, certainly hope so. And Gary, do you think he's is he already? We've not seen a lot of him, but is he already the man with the jersey ahead of the Euros? As far as you're concerned, I think he's got to be. Um, and I mean, that's just because again, he, he looks a, a cut above. Um, like, Nathan in the way for London Dykes has done well to come in, um, and Griffiths he's maybe a wee bit away just yet. But even Griffiths is best. I think we struggle to get the jersey off him. Adams yeah. just clear, just because of the sharpness of his brain more than anything else I think he, he can read a pass and you're talking about midfielders playing balls forward um, guys like McGinn McTominay if he goes back in the midfield guys like Callum McGregor who have got a real intelligent football brain um, I mean, I, I, on a, kind of a bigger scale and I'm not trying to compare them before anybody comes on and say them top rotten but how many goals did Lionel Messi score because of the, he could read what uh, Iniesta or Xavi were going to do before they've done it um, it's just it's that sharpness of players at that level, knowing what's going to happen before it actually happens, which buys you a wee yard and gives you a bit of time. And I think Shea Adams has definitely got that. Yeah, Gordon, what did you make of him last night? Very good. Um, now, if you look at the squad that we've got just now, he would start my team. Whether you look at, is he better with a partner like Dykes last night? Now, there's one or two uh, times that they linked up, but I didn't look at it thinking, that's potentially of a terrific partnership. Mm. The one thing I, d- I do like about the boys is confidence. He's looking for his first international goal. And you look last night and think, right, Faroe Islands at home probably create chances. This is the time to get my goal. And it was the fact he rolled his studs over the ball. 
Before he knows where he's putting the guard And that's a sign of a, a, a player that's confident in his own ability Knows what he's all about His overall game's very good His movement off the ball's good His touch is good He's playing in a very competitive league One of the best leagues going about and he's scoring goals there as well. I know that um, you know he's just got into Southampton. I think it's three or four goals in the last three four games. He's added that to his international uh, career now. I just think he'll get better. And I think that the caller's right. See, like say McGinn in that forward role. I just think it makes such a mm. difference to Scotland. The only problem I've got, and I think um, Steve Clark uh, echoed it, they'll have to work as. They gave away a couple of chances last night. You look at Craig Gordon, say, for instance, that's top draw, really is. And I just don't know if it was the fact that they were so confident they'd go and win the ball. You look at Tierney, for instance. Tierney just played like it was down the park. He never, he, he was supposed to play left centre back. He didn't play that, he just went and played. And he was absolutely fantastic. But I thought there was a lot of positives last night. What did you make of Shea Adams, Mark? Yeah, I think he's, he's someone we've been looking for for a, a long time. Uh, if you remember, we were always grateful that we had two left backs that were potentially world class. You know, centre defence maybe struggled, but we seem to have found something now. Midfielders were not struggling, but we were struggling for a front man, an out and out guy who you can rely on. Now, Lyndon Dykes has come in and done, for me, a brilliant job over the, the piece, but he needs someone uh, there with him to, to carry the can, either as a partner or if he's not performing well. Who can come in and replace him And I think we were chopping and changing Naismith came back into the fold Went back out Tried different Griffiths came in Didn't stick around enough McBurney. To, to McBurney Everybody had their opinions on him I think Jay Adams looks the part I think Daz is right with the goal Just the wee thing mm. Rowan studs over A player with a wee bit of arrogance A wee bit of confidence um, Real stature about him And Daz is right He's playing in the top league uh, You know in the world He's holding down his place In a decent Southampton team um, I'm excited about seeing him going to the Euros, and I think he could be one who who could have a bright Scotland future in the next few years. Gary, what about the partnership with Lyndon Dykes? Will is that the right way to go? Do you think, in the fullness of time, it will be Shea Adams instead of Lyndon Dykes? Um, TBC. I think we still go to get him a chance to work together. Um, I mean, I think he's a perfect foil for a for a target man. Um, uh, with that kind of nippiness and the, the speed he's got uh, and again the intelligence to know where the header's going to go if it gets knocked on uh, I would give them another and I know there's the next next meaningful game is the Euros but I think they were saying last night there's going to be a couple of friendlies before then mm-hmm. I'd maybe give them another another game just to see if they can click uh, but again I'll leave up to Steve Clark um, I just think she Adams now that he gets his first goal um, it's took a bit of the kind of pressure off his shoulders so I think coming into, I think coming into the squad because he what had went before and he had knocked back Scotland apparently in the years gone by and knew he was wanting to come I think he'd have a bit to prove um, and I think now that the shackles are off and his first goal's been scored I think he's going to get better Yeah that's a fair point because well this happens at club level as well but it definitely happens at international level people start counting how many games it takes how many caps it get, uh, takes for a striker to get their first goal every time Ollie McBurney comes on that's the stat X amount of caps, no goals. So to do it in what was it? His third third appearance. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, a couple yeah. of yeah. Um, over the triple header. So to do it in his third appearance, Gordon, and maybe as Gary says, with that, for some people hanging over his head about his desire to play, having knocked Scotland back previously, does it put a lot of that to bed? Does it take pressure off? Hundred percent. It doesn't matter whether you knock Scotland back or whatever, and you can put everything into the uh, the pot and say, well. 
X, Y and Z It's when you turn up as a striker At any club Whether it be club Football International football As a striker People don't talk about How well you've played They talk about When you score a goal like, look at Morelos for instance at Rangers Every talk was about He's not scored against Celtic And yet he's bang goals in in Europe Bang goals in for Rangers left, right and centre And it was the same with Adams And as a striker Gordon You look at games for instance And he got an opportunity last night Faroe Islands Now if he comes off the pitch last night And he's not scored He's probably looking at that thinking That may be mm. just something I've missed here But it was the way he took his goal See the minute he rolled his studs over it, you're thinking there's only one place this ball's going. I think the guy's the real deal for Scotland. I think he gives his that pace as well. In the first half, he, he went down the left-hand side and he just he opened up his legs and just went away for people like they weren't even there. I just don't know, is he a striker that plays with a Dykes or is he a striker that plays up there and people playing off him? Well, he's that, in a two at Southampton, isn't he? Yeah, but, but I think he can do... Both roles, mm-hmm. Gordon, which is a positive for us. Um, Gary, I know you had one other point, I think, didn't you? Yeah, it was just uh, to echo what Gordon said about Kieran Tierney. I mean, for, it's hard to believe he was playing centre-half last night. And again, I'm, it's the Pharaohs, yet they're not the best in the world. But the fact that your centre-half had three assists, um, <laughs> and the ease at which he gets by players, I mean, I, I, I'm a Celtic fan, all right, so I, I've always, always liked Kieran Tierney. But I don't think anybody can deny um, the, the levels he, he is reaching in, in, in the Still the potential that's there. Um, yeah, I've never seen him with the pace over five yards to knock the ball by the ball by opposite uh, uh, to get to the byline to create space for a cross. I've never seen him with that pace, the five-yard pace, just to knock it by them, surge past them, and then they get time to look up and pick passes, which he did last night. Clearly for the for the first two goals, um, it's just a phenomenal player, and we're lucky to have him. As well as Andy Robertson I will say that as well but Yeah I think actually Funnily enough James uh, Sorry to, to butt in James is, is going to Come into the conversation In a minute And make a point about Those two together um, But Gary's raised you know, Kieran Tierney Individually Mark T- To put it simply How good is he at the moment? Listen he's, he's exceptional And it's hard to believe That he's getting better You know because When he was up here And You know people knock Our league all, all they want But he was unbelievable up here Then he took it to the European level And he was very good on that stage Now he's taking it to a different level In the Premier League in England And with Scotland And Gary touched on there mm. The potential he's got to yeah. get even better It's brilliant watching him Yeah, James is in Kings Park Thank you Gary That was an excellent call to kick us off James has got some thoughts on that Robertson and Tierney together James, what did you make of them last night? I thought uh, and, and told him that was... Um, I mean the first half anyway, but in the, the full picture I think it was a good result. But um just I tried to get on. I think it was last week when, you know, the debate was going about can can Tierney and Robertson play in the same team and I was just trying to sort of stick up for Robert uh, Robertson in the sense that, you know, he's training every day, other full players right and I know you know, it's hard to, to compare, but he's firing balls in a Manny, Salah, Firmino, even Henderson in the middle of the park. You've got to have a bit of perspective when, you know, as good as John McGinn is, is he as good as Jordan Henderson or as good as Lyndon Dykes is? Is he going to take a touch the way Firmino would or is he going to make the same run? So I think people need to, like, we're, we're doing the best we've got, in my opinion. Um, and obviously last night you're starting to see the benefit of that because I thought Tierney Robertson, um, I think even Robertson mentioned it after the game as well, like Tierney was just up and doing all night, which... And for centre half as well um, But Gordon kind of stole my thunder uh, No sorry it was Mark Kind of stole my thunder I was going to say 
you guys were saying it was only the Federal Islands we beat, but um, obviously massive we're not massive I got a little against Germany, so it kind of put my gas at a peak but that's all right. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, you put it much better than he did, James. He just he teed it up and you've knocked it in. But yeah, uh, that was a great example of and there's been loads over the last few days. If you're not at it, you you'll lose. People will look at the odd one, the Denmark eight, Moldova nil, and think, oh, come on, there, there are easy games in international football, and of course they are. But over the piece, if you're not at it, North Macedonia will beat Germany. Luxembourg will yeah. beat the Republic of Ireland. Spain will take a last-minute winner to beat Georgia. You know, if you're yeah. not at it, and there have been um, umpteen examples. Um, we said it on last night's show as well. This is the this Faroe Islands is, is not the Faroe Islands that that Bertie Vokes drew with. They are much much improved now. What I, I I admit that the world rankings isn't everything, right? But as a a rough guide, I think there's about two hundred and ten teams in the world rankings. San Marino right at the bottom, who we've played previously. I think the Faroes are about hundred and seventh. No, halfway up. They are they're above the likes of Lithuania and Latvia, who we used to always see as those potential. Banana skin So a 4-0 was a, was a solid showing last I think night so Listen it, and what, I think Why do we do this? Because right, I noticed this on, on social media as well You see people saying Right hold on Don't get carried away It was only the Pharaohs I see more people saying Don't get carried away Than people actually getting carried away yeah. I haven't seen anyone get carried away But there's always people out there Who, who want to, to warn against it It's in our nature Gordon That whatever a national team do it's not good enough for some people They will detract At the first chance they get uh, And if we beat Faroe Islands 4-0 Well so be it I mean did England What was England's score against Was it San Marino last week Was it not only 5-0 or something like that So International football You touched on it there The Faroe Islands are not the same Faroe Islands As it was 15 years ago And, and same with All the other minnows Or so called minnows The the, the bridge is, has been uh, the gap's been bridged a wee bit um, over the years And we should be grateful that we've got mm. players That can handle the pressure Of being favourites going into these games Because quite often We haven't dealt with that particularly well James, four goals last night All set up by Tierney or Robertson Robertson gets one, Tierney gets the other three They were all excellent in their own way Does that is that proof then that they can play together? Or is that the bit that we need to bear in mind The opposition and and think that maybe there are other games that it won't be quite as easy. No, I think it's, it's proof that it's starting to come together. Um, I think the fact that Tierney, like he's, I know it's the measure, but he's just like so strong and so quick, and, I think, and that's coming for Rangers fan. Um, I think see when he's coming out for the back as well, it gives us the, the opposition striker a job to do. And if he doesn't do it, then. Tierney can open the game up Do you know what I mean And you seen last night You obviously got that ability I think he did the same For Arsenal as well um, But just a side note I, I thought um, Kenny McLean was brilliant Last night I know that's a bit Off topic But I thought He was a like He kind of went A bit unnoticed But I thought everything He did was brilliant um, and Obviously with Robertson And McGinn And Tierney doing so well I thought um, McLean Was brilliant as well Good stuff James That was a pleasure James in Kings Park 01419511025 If you want to join in What about those Three assists for Kieran Tierney And what about John McGinn We're going to hear more From Stevie Clark And hopefully you After these You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel Former Wraith Rover striker Air manager Joins us in the studio Mark Wilson Celtics Mark Wilson You may also know him As the voice of Endrick's Vets Mark's car showroom 
And uh, what was the French restaurant called again? Oh, I can't C- remember. Was that good? It was a, I can't remember. There was a party in your mouth and everyone was invited. That's the line that stood <laughs> out for me. That's the worst line. I must admit. Oh, uh, yep. it's been a busy week. Hendrix Vets still warming the cats, oh, all right, I, yeah? I, I, good. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. uh, if you're wondering what on earth we're on about, one more time. I'll give it one more push since oh, it's the first time. No. It's the first time we've seen him since. I've heard it. Go. No, I'm not going to play it, don't oh, worry. Good. I'm going to say go to Twitter at Clyde SSB. You will find the video of when we stitched Mark Wilson up uh, and got him to record voiceovers for some fake adverts and they were incredible have you had a good reaction have you been getting oh, pressed up <laughs> well I've had a busy week to say the least um, <laughs> phones being read to anybody I, I see anybody any human I see mentions it so safe to say a lot of people listen to this show yeah the good thing is it's ended in a little bit of misery for Gordon DL hasn't it because <laughs> no, P- producer Callum felt felt sorry for Mark. He stitched him up. He was the one that orchestrated it all. So he bought him a wee gift, right? Just to, just to say thanks for being a good sport. Not everyone would have done it. Some non-alcoholic beer, I think it was. It must have been, and some golf balls. The the variety which Gordon Dale and you should have seen his face when he walked yes. in and saw that somebody was getting a present. Somebody was getting something for free, yeah. and it wasn't him. Proper spat the dummy no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what, what, no I, what I said That's very kind Of Callum the producer Where's mine you said No I did not You did you threw, it, you threw it back in his face You said it was my birthday Last week And all you got me Was a pair of <laughs> socks That's a mere the back <laughs> Yeah it's so selfish well, well, well what disappointed me more Was I sat there Quietly And there's two sleeves Of golf balls What would you normally do But why This is not about you Because we're that's friends <laughs> We're friends in a Thursday He's not here for you Slaughter him from the minute we no, come in anything he gets in a Thursday Listen I didn't hear you being that friendly When the adverts were getting played <laughs> exactly. And you could not speak for laughing uh, You weren't so friendly no, then, were Well you? I was only joining but I was it has, part of the it, team it, it has been quite uh, something You know we got a call on Saturday night After we played them out From a, a genuinely very concerned gentleman Who said he's listened to this show <laughs> for years Decades and that was him He was turning off He was never going to listen Because he, he felt so sorry for you And he said, <laughs> oh, he said What about oh, wow. What about Mark's family Ma- Mark's yeah. family Are going to be oh, so embarrassed They're going to have oh, well, How can Mark look his family well, in the eye That's let, what he said let, let me tell you about my family How they deal with um, They could not stop laughing Rolling about <laughs> laughing My dad phoned me as soon as I left the studio Says What an idiot you are falling for that But it was brilliant My son Was obsessed with the video Telling me how many hits it had And uh, urging me to watch it um, So uh, Listen Thanks for your concern But I don't think you need to worry About my family and embarrassment They loved it I'm Celtics Mark Wilson Please step away <laughs> from the car <laughs> Right 01419511025 Right Any more on Scotland last night Then we'll move on Because my goodness We have a lot to get through Celtic fans How are you feeling Looks like contact's been made With Eddie How Are you happy with that What about the fact that Scott Brown admitting he is leaving partly because of managerial uncertainty in Rangers fans. The transfer window isn't even open, but how good a signing is that? Alan McGregor uh, with a contract extension. Let's hear a bit more from Stevie Clark. As we said earlier, it was three assists for Kieran Tierney and a double for John McGinn of goals. Um, the manager says there are some special players in the squad. Disappointed with John tonight. I left him wanting to get his hat trick and he didn't, he didn't get any more chances, so... Listen, John's important. He's a midfield player that arrives in the box. His, his timing's good. His timing in the, the first goal was, was excellent. Great cut back for, for a good little move down the, the left. And we had a lot of good moves down the left tonight. Good finish, as you would expect from Johnny. And then obviously he arrives for the cross for his second goal. Good header. It's what John McGinn does for us. That's, that's why we use him as an attacking midfield player. In recent matches, Kieran and Andy have, have struck up a good partnership where they can rotate and 
Kieran can get past Andy on the outside and Andy can drop in. Andy had a good assist as well tonight. It's difficult to pick out the smallest guy in the box with a cross, but he managed to do it. Tim was good, Kieran was good, Andy was good. I thought we were decent tonight against a tough opposition, but a game that we, we expected to win. John is on the line. What did you make of it last night, John? Hi, Gordon, Gordon and Mark. How are you doing, guys? Hi, John. Uh, I was, I came on last night, but I didn't get on, and I, I, I said about going more attacking. But, Gordon and Mark, I, I think this is the way Scotland should play against teams like Israel, etc. Because I think sometimes we give them too much respect. We've, last night, as you touched on, the Faroes are no mug, and they created a few chances. But, Scotland going forward last night were brilliant and as I said to the producer guy there Kieran Tierney he could, to me he can pick his club when he wanted to leave Arsenal and I just hope Celtic have got a sell-on fee for him because I thought that guy just shows how world-class that boy is but the, the first point as I said I think against teams like Israel now we should be more attack-minded because we've got the players to do it just wonder what you think Yeah, how, how does this leave us overall then right because we've now got the triple header under our belts mm-hmm. what do you take away from that as a whole not just last night um, is there is there frustration that it's not more than five points? I was I was looking round about the seven, Gordon. But when you analyse the full three games, five points sitting second, we're always going to have to get a a result in Austria because you would imagine Denmark are going to be the winners of this group. Well, last night's result certainly suggests yeah, so. Yeah, so you're going to imagine that we're all playing for second. So sitting here in second place. Would I like two more points? Of course I would have. Uh, but I thought that, you know, the fact that McGinn last night, I thought was brilliant in that position. Um, I thought there was, you know, you look at McTominay going back into the, the back three, the range of his passing was incredible. I think we've added that bit of urgency pace through the middle with Adams. Mm. He's got his goal. I just think last night sort of topped off I think everybody goes back to Israel and saying that's a disappointment, of course, but there were three games. Uh, can't all be perfect. I think there's a lot of positives, and I'm glad that Steve Clark's mm. saying, and he's coming out openly talking about it, saying, look, we've got things to work on, and that's good because Ferros could have scored last night. Of course he could. But you look at our defenders taking so many chances. Like, Tierney played like it was a... Out with his mates down the park, didn't he? Just the minute he got the ball, he was away. He was away playing. He mm. and and it was great that um, Steve Clark's saying, well, you know, Robertson then could uh, drop in and let Tierney go and play in that left. So that was a bonus as well. Adams has been a bonus. McGinn scoring goals up there is a bonus. I love I love Fraser. I think he brings so much. I think we've got a bit of pace and being positive. So yeah, as much as Israel was a bit disappointing. I still think, uh, you know, five points is good. Denmark have won three out of three, Mark. They're scoring for fun. They've yet to concede, actually. Um, scored 14. So they've got nine points. We are second on five. Israel tucked and Austria behind us on four. We keep saying this. Winning the group now prop, looks pretty difficult. But that, that second place, looking towards a playoff, you're round about the 21-point mark. Yeah. So we're maybe a little bit behind where we need to be. But if you want to spin it the other way, we're unbeaten. We've got the five points We are in second place What was more frustrating? Failure to beat Israel away Or failure to beat Austria at home? Um, well everybody says That it was Israel away And I touched on it earlier It's because of the lie blows And the rankings And we've played them so much Not much between the teams But these away games Are, are notoriously hard to deal with And we've found it over the years Hard to deal with I think Austria Austria were a quality side But on the night Watching it 
I think we could have played a lot better And I still think we've got a lot more to give Than we did in that first game And the triple header coming up in September Where we, we face Denmark away It's going to be incredibly hard But Moldova at home is a must win again Then you go away to Austria And I think if we put in a better performance We can get a, a mm. positive result So look, there's work to be done But I don't think it's a disaster I've seen other campaigns that start Way worse than this one So we're still in a fighting chance but it will be difficult But the more these players play together I think the better they get And they've got the Euros A few friendlies and the Euros To negotiate that And get themselves in a better place Than they probably were against Austria in the first game John, you mentioned Kieran Tierney You'll have watched him with your Celtic hat on Are you surprised that he seems to be getting even better? I've just watched the guy this year and, and although Arsenal are a bit better now but he was, uh, Arsenal were struggling but as probably you, you guys have watched him too the guy's been the best player for Arsenal every week you know, he's in there with superstars like Ab- Abbeyang and Lacazette and all that and the young boy he's, he's just, he seems to just get better and better and as that boy a, a couple of calls ago said his pace over the five yards is phenomenal you know what I mean reminds me a bit of you Dazza back in the day that's it John yes Jeez. unfortunately <laughs> I didn't play for Arsenal I played for a bigger club Air Who? Race Rovers The City Oh right The City The reserves don't count Come on <laughs> Behave yourself um, The John McGinn It's strange that John McGinn's performance Somehow has been overshadowed A little bit By Kieran Tierney's Because of the three assists John McGinn scored twice I saw our resident Stato Andrew McLean Our colleague Putting up last night That John McGinn has scored 41% of Stevie Clark's Scotland goal Almost half Just That's almost half That's just to To to, to clarify that Um, Which is a ridiculous return For a guy that's Not um, not even Well for anyone to do it But he's also not a striker It's it's unbelievable The positions he takes up And before you have a go at me Remember it was him That fell for all the pranks Um Who? Celtic's Mark Wilson Of Hendrix There's a party in my mouth Um, You've got to say that It depends on the position For I think McGinn can play anywhere in the middle of the park right? But see last night That just playing in behind And having a licence to go His movement for the first goal is brilliant You know he does Midfield players can go too early Take their cell out Tierney and him link up great I've got to say they've got great understanding and he's very composed mm. when he finishes, Gordon. Yeah. He's very composed. You see him, because sometimes, these, that, that was a difficult, first one was a difficult finish for any mm. any player at all. And he's composed with it. And, and even his header, it's a downward header. He knows where he's putting it. McGinn's been absolute superb. Has he had a bad game for Scotland no. yet? See, think how many caps he got. I mean, he, run about the... he, he's had ones that are a little bit quieter, yeah. certainly, as they all have, because we've had off nights. And you look at, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't think the, the Israel game would, would rank... Particularly highly But I mean The, the never return seems, over the pieces yeah. He never seems to fall Below a certain level 31 caps 31 <sighs> caps And out of that He's I think he's been Our main Standout In most of those games And that's why probably People are starting to Just assume That he's going to turn up On the big stage And Kieran th- Sorry I think it's now up to 32 And I think Is that is that 10 goals? Um, but either way I mean that That would be A decent return for oh. A striker at international yeah. level. We're not exactly prolific. We don't run over the top of teams. We're a you know kind of smaller nation. Um, is he turning into the? Is he turning into our match winner? Yeah, or talisman? Yeah, yeah it, you can count them. You can play them as that says anywhere. You could even you know things aren't going your way. You could put more defensive, but certainly in that role. Um, in games like last night, where you need something to happen, he's the guy. It always seems to be dragging people along with him, getting a goal at the right time. Um, 
Again, he's like Tierney. He's getting better and better. He's flourished since going to the, the Premier League. And he's going to be such an important player for us at the Euros. Cracking insight last night. We we had Stephen McGinn. We had John's brother on the yeah. show, and he was he was mid sentence. He was talking about how good the relationship between Tierney and his brother was. And as he's saying it, I'm watching the TV behind him, and I can see Kieran Tierney cutting the ball back, and McGinn sweeps it into the back of the net. Um, it was funny though because he clearly knew the team when he came in, and he was clearly a bit panicked that we were going to try and. Get ah, out of rising and get yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't want to give it and away. Did they give it away? Well, I think it was fairly obvious. He he'd, he'd shown his hand too many times. Mm. So we then asked Andy Haldy to predict the team who got it bang on. Ryan Fraser at oh. wing back. So we'd clearly <laughs> given too much away. Well, hold on a minute. Halliday probably trains next to where Scotland. He did mention that as oh, well. Did he? Oh, he did oh, mention oh, that. So he's standing watching through the window. <laughs> You'll not get the, those guys where he adverts. They're too smart for you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean. We also touched on it with Stephen Mark that he's not, not really conventional number ten, John McGinn. You know, he's not that like he's not what you you would expect for that position. But do we get the best out of him the, the further forward we play him for Scotland? I think so, without doubt. You know, at his club team, he's got a guy there who, you know, in Grealish ahead of him, who is very difficult to to knock out of that position. But he does a great job as a sitting midfielder there. Um, but. When we've got him in this kind of form Goal scoring mm. form Every game he goes into and he scores another goal Gets that wee bit extra Bit of confidence in that position so I think he's got to stay, stay think, in that position I think what's missed just quickly Gordon Is as much as his goals and his movement It's the pressure He's the first mm. guy to put the pressure on He triggers that and everybody else follows Yeah we are on Twitter as well TJ says Robertson might be the captain But there's no question it's Tierney's team He's the leader by a mile I don't think we should get too overly pleased though Against the Pharaohs William Donachie Did Scotland invent a new position last night With the centre half winger Tierney confidently pushing forward With Hanley covering Loved it Sheffield United did something similar Didn't they? Kind of overlapping centre backs mm. last season but Not as well as us though. Exactly Yeah, We'll, we'll trademark it uh, Right Thank you John 01419511025 Alan McGregor Has signed a new contract at Rangers Rangers fans Just how pleased are you with that news? Will you make a better signing this summer? Perhaps You tell us 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here 0141-951-1025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Right, what about this news today? Rangers have announced goalkeeper Alan McGregor Signed the contract extension with the club Committing until the summer of 2022 Sometimes the debates are Unpredictable Gordon I would Wager a small fee In aid of cash for kids I don't think any Rangers fans Will be unhappy At that news I think Quite the be, opposite I think they'll be over him in Gordon to be honest with you And you've got to say Well deserved He's been absolutely brilliant Since he's come back um, There's no surprise People can look at ages But goalkeepers They go on and on and on And Alan McGregor Is a very experienced goalkeeper That'll know that he can still play to the that level, the top level, uh, week in, week out. So that is a terrific piece of business for Rangers, and I think every Rangers fan up down the co- uh, country will be over moon. John is it. a Rangers fan from Cambus Lang. How good is that news for you, John? Uh, that's a uh, brilliant news. Uh, evening, Gordon, Gordon, Mark. Okay. Uh, first of all, before I get my point, uh, I wish my mum and dad a happy 40th anniversary this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, Congratulations That's oh. some innings That I won't ask Gordon Dale For mm. his thoughts On that type of longevity John <laughs> He could only dream of that <laughs> Yeah But uh, As I say uh, Brilliant news He signed a new contract Maybe when he came back 
as one or two fans, maybe because of the way he left, like a couple other Rangers players that maybe weren't happy with his back, but he's put that to bed and answered some. There was uh, some games, this, maybe after January, go on in 1 0. Uh, a couple of games and some of the games the safety was pulling off in the first 5-10 minutes was keeping us in the, the game before we got that mango and that's some of the games that have won as a league this year I know there was at the start of the season we were winning 3s and 4s and 5s and whatever but the other games that won here like the one no, keeping it tight you could always rely on him and, and Europe as well for the last three seasons so many games he's kept us in it and he's one of the main reasons we were, we were in Europe and him signing a new contract it is absolutely brilliant it was a wee I always knew he would but when you finally done it in April Fool's Day you're like you're still didn't believe it <laughs> so for me absolutely brilliant it's kind of every time he signs a new contract it's like a new signing for Rangers yeah I mean John I we keep we keep mentioning this and that idea you know goalies can play a bit longer so we get that but would, would you go as far to say is, is is he better than he was in his first spell is, is this Actually, Alan McGregor at peak performance at the moment. Oh, de- de- definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, well, there were some games, obviously, when we got to the UEFA Cup final. Unfortunately, he didn't play because of things that happened when he's away with Scotland. But uh, he goes to that final, and I was gutted he never played. But obviously, Walter Smith had to show he was a boss, and he had to show what the fans that no teams, no players bigger than the team, but. In general, uh, I, I think he has. I think he's got better wage. He went to England. He went all to Turkey, and I watched some of the games he played for Hull and other teams, and he was keeping him in games as well. And I think he's mature wage, and I think he could probably play in another couple of years after this season. Gordon, it was always a no-brainer for Rangers. I wonder, and only the man himself will know this. If there was a time, maybe at the start of the season, where he thought, "Yeah, this will be my last season," and maybe I'll, I'll just leave it here. Then when it goes on And then you mm. win the league And then you've got Another crack at the Champions League Do you think that played a part? I mean John's going to say I, I always thought he, he would he would sign I wonder if that is the case Yeah when you get to A certain age You look at uh, Season by season Gordon And you think Right okay If he had a For instance If Alan McGregor Had a poor season And Rangers didn't win the league And the European campaign Wasn't that good He might have just looked And thought Do you know what Enough's enough I've had a great innings I've been at a club that you know, been delighted to represent for years and the amount of appearances. And he may have just bowed out that way. But I think the fact that he's, they're talking even three three of them for player a year, him, Davis, and obviously Tavernier. So it shows you the sort of season that he's had. And um, I, I think McGregor, looking at his performances, I've never looked and thought, oh, he's getting to that stage where he needs to start yep. thinking about retirement or getting into goalie coaching, whatever it may be. He can still play at a top level Just a small point Regarding that UEFA Cup final John I think it was just an ankle injury I think that's why he didn't Didn't play against Zen at St Petersburg I don't think it was Directly linked to the, the Scotland incident Could be wrong But that's certainly the way I remember it And Mark You played against him First spell Yeah Is he as good now? Is he better now? Um, Is he better then? I've got to say He was pretty good in his first spell As well I remember games That he would pull Rangers out of hole uh, So many occasions um, Look he was outstanding then But you know, as I would say it as a surprise just because the age of them, you know, and coming back to a club, you never, when you look at players over the board, when they come back again for a second spell at a club, very rarely are they as good or better. Uh, and I think that's a surprise that he has not went backwards. Um, he's made some unbelievable saves. 
uh, and it's right that he stays on. I think Daz is spot on when he says it's about Alan McGregor, his enjoyment levels, if he was still enjoying it, and his physical levels, if he still feels that he can get about the goal. Because if he's waking up every morning and he's in pain, he's at the stage now that he, he mm. could just say, no, it's not for me, I would retire. But he's obviously feeling physically fine. And when you win the league, you get a good European run, you're obviously enjoying it every day. So it's a no-brainer. And it could be the sign of the season. I mean, what price do you put on a top goalkeeper? Seen it across mm. Celtic. They went for a £5 million guy that hasn't worked out. And it was the start of their disastrous season. Well, Rangers have done the business early again and got him signed up for this year. And it could be their best sign. John, has he been Steven Gerrard's best signing at the club? I don't know, I would say it was one of them. And I apologise if I got that wrong about the no, no, final. Fine. But, uh, uh, oh, there's been a few. Obviously, the Glenn Kamara's, the Steve Davis, the uh, Alan McGregor, but he's, he's up there. Uh, I think it was one of his first signings when he came back. Mm. So, even the first season, there was a couple of wee stupid incidents where he's getting involved in things with kicking out but all oh, that's went for his game which I'm happy because a couple of times I lost him for a couple of games I'm a wee bit like Morales when he gets involved in stuff he shouldn't have, so he's better playing for us and uh, being in the stands spending anyway uh, he's, he's still an angry man I don't think he, I think I think that's that's alright to say isn't it he's good pal yeah. Andy Halliday comes into the studio and tells us in no uncertain terms you've still, never, you never still got to have the fire in your belly that's what they say in football when, The minute that fire goes out That's the time to retire uh, We are on Twitter <laughs> David Black says He had to check the Twitter handle And time to make sure It was legitimate Before getting excited Why is life like this? Uh, he says Yeah, Coming on April Fool's Day um, Christopher Smith Great massive signing For next season Rab says That's the two best signings Already in for next season In McGregor And Davis Superb uh, Says Rab so uh, anyway. Did you say McGregor McGregor Did I say that? Yeah McGregor and Davis McGregor Did I say that? McGregor Sorry guys yeah. McGregor and Davis you know, I was distracted Because someone called Kate And I'm turning your mic off I just don't trust you To respond to this uh, Kate just phoned in Quite simply uh, To ask how old Is Gordon DL And um, <laughs> the producer said he's, fift- he's 59 And she said As long as he's under 60 That works for me Oh I've just turned the mic off Because I don't like Where that's going But I thought it was <laughs> oh, worth mentioning That's why I was Distracted That's why I invented McGregor's Alright We're over that Brilliant <laughs> Thank you John In Canvas Lang uh, Alex is That little bit outside Canvas Lang He's in Canada um, New Brunswick to be precise Alex How pleased are you At that Alan McGregor news? I'm absolutely delighted I think it's been a fantastic signing I think we should have signed him for two years Because I still think he's got the fire in his belly Like Gordon was saying You know You watch the way he's training You know I mean He's diving all over the place and stuff like that. Rangers put up a lot of training videos nowadays on YouTube and stuff like that, so you can see them, them, them training. He still looks very spry. You know, I think he's, he's it's an excellent sign. I think it was always going to happen. It was just a case of when Alan wanted it to happen. You know, but uh, for us, I would have signed him for two years because I still think he's got it. You know, especially, I, th- I think he could have played for Scotland. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he could have got a couple of those goals the other night for Scotland. I know he doesn't want it for Scotland. Mm-hmm. David Marshall's done a good job for us, but I still think Alan McGregor could play at international level. And my second point is I would, I would like to make is uh, I'm hoping all the rumours I hear about Roy Keane, because over here in North America it's Roy Keane, Roy Keane, Roy Keane at the moment, and uh, I would love Roy Keane to come to Celtic because he's guff. He's absolutely oh, terrible. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't run a, a, a menage. You know what I mean? So I just, I would love him to come to Celtic. You know what I mean? He'd rip Celtic apart. Well, I mean, it looks to be fair. It looks like it looks Eddie Howe now to be in, in the driving seat. Yeah. We will get into that a bit more in the second hour. 
in the interest of time Alex says you know Alan McGregor should have given him a two year deal I wonder if in a, a to go against what usually happens could that have been the player's choice could it have been <laughs> that, think, that, yeah. that actually he thought that this was maybe his last season and it's Right, okay, one more crack yeah. at the Champions League I think Alex is right I think this has been on McGregor's terms I think it was always going to happen From Rangers But Alan McGregor's calling the shots here And you're right, Gordon, that is unusual With a player of that age They're usually grasping on Wanting every last year they can get I think Alan McGregor's in the driving seat For, for his own future at Rangers Alex, that was a pleasure Thank you for taking the time tonight Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, your chance to beat the pundit is up next. You need to get that call in before 7 o'clock though, so be quick. 0141 951 1025. You could take on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here 01419511025 to make your point to the guys. We kicked off talking about the Scotland game last night. Lots of praise for Kieran Tierney, John McGinn. Lots of people want to keep their feet on the ground. It's only the Faroe Islands we keep hearing. Uh, we also looked at Alan McGregor's situation, a new contract extension with the Rangers. So keep your calls coming in them. Celtic fans, this is the perfect time for you to step up What a big day it's been Scott Brown admitting the managerial uncertainty Did play a part in his decision to join Aberdeen What do you make of that? And perhaps more significantly Eddie Howe contacted regarding the job Does that excite you or not? This is the perfect time to let us know 01419511025 We'll talk about that next Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit team There is all sorts going on on Twitter You know I mentioned the other day that we've got a bit of a turf walk as Black Arthur emerged as the, the original stats man for Beat the Pundit keeping a record of y'all and he's very good at it and now we've got Rivals to that Gordon DL's stupendous snout Is trying to get <laughs> Trying to get in the action He's trying to get in the action Along with Celtic's Mark Wilson Now these two oh. parody Twitter accounts Are owned by the same person Oh He's set yeah. up a Twitter Whoever it is he's, He says yes Hannah Mann said on Tuesday I own both accounts This guy so Oh wow Aye, He's just... obviously got a lot of spare time That's okay I don't judge like That's it. absolutely fine um, Yeah and, Arthur um, will not be happy Arthur's yeah, Arthur no, but he's he's good as well. I mean, he's 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 up in his game as well. You know, he's he's been sending uh, quite a lot in him. He's, he's actually asked, he's got a poll going up. Who's got the better managerial winning percentage, Wilson at Airdrie or DL at Air? Uh, what is the answer to that? I wonder. He's well, actually he's well. Got, here's the answer. It's no Wilson there. He's also written. To, <laughs> he said, "Fun Couldn't fact: agree with that. <laughs> Mark Wilson's longest winning streak and beat the pundit this year is only one game." Was that right? Which is half of your longest winning streak at Brecon Which was two wins against <laughs> Sterling Albion and Cowdenby Ah, oh, the good old days <laughs> Right, Stuart and Hillington, how are you? Not too bad, how yourself? You can embarrass one of these two, surely Stuart Oh, I'm, I'm hoping so Ah, good, that's what I like to hear Heads, it's Mark, tails, it's Gordon Deal. Let's see how it goes Oh, and it's tails You're off the hook, Mark Wilson, it's you You've played loads this year I'm sick fed up of seeing you play Beat the Pundit, to be honest uh, I'm going to give you Clyde 2 It is Clyde 2 this week <laughs> Thank you. Music. Um, uh, To listen to um, Right, he can't hear you anymore, Stuart 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with And you can pass You ready to go? Yep, let's do it Let's do it, 30 seconds Starting now Which Rangers player signed a one-year contract extension today? McGregor Which Italian top flight team has changed the club crest this week? 
Enter. Who scored Scotland's fourth goal last night? Fraser. Who was the last Scottish top flight manager who was not from the UK or Ireland? Uh, Past. What continent are the Faroe Islands in? Europe. Which top flight manager has been announced SPFL manager of the month to date? Pass. Okay, let's bring. Oh. Well, I thought that was alright. Don't be too hard on yourself. Let's bring Gordon Deal back. Yes, ready. He got us definitely Clyde two this week. Definitely yes. Okay. Wasn't the seven o'clock? I, pref- I preferred the last was it, week. Wasn't the seven o'clock preview? No, no I right, preferred okay. that last week. Right, thirty seconds on the clock. Same set of questions to you. Let's go. Which Rangers player signed a one-year contract McGregor. extension today? Which Italian top-flight team has changed their club crest? Napoli. Who scored Scotland's fourth goal last night? Uh, Ryan Fraser Who is the last Scottish top flight manager Who is not from the UK or Ireland Ronnie Dyla What continent are the Faroe Islands in (laughs) (laughs) Which top flight manager Is this SPFL manager of the month today Today Uh, Steven Gerrard What team is Joe Shaughnessy the club captain of Simran Okay Stuart have you done enough well, I'm possibly I don't know Maybe the last one got me yeah. well, Let's find out Let's find I out I, The Faroe Islands Was getting him Every day the week, Wasn't he <laughs> He's learned his lesson Though hasn't he Because he just passed yeah. Rather than getting it Horrifically yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. He just passed Right let's go through it The Rangers player Who signed the extension Is Alan McGregor Nice and easy One each The Italian top flight team Which has changed Their club crest Mark I don't know It is Inter Milan Is it? Yeah so it's a Stuart got that He's 2-1 on, on in front uh, Who scored Scotland's fourth goal last night? Ryan Fraser Both got it Stuart still one in front Who was the last Scottish top flight manager Not from the UK or Ireland? That's a hard one Angelo Alessio Remember him? Oh come on I would never got so it Stuart gets that Give him the ball He didn't out. get it uh, I think he passed it What continent are the Faroe Islands in? I would have put my life savings Not not got very much But I would have put it all On you getting that wrong And you did Stuart got it right Europe We just played oh. them Obviously Because we played them In the European Oh I never even thought <laughs> Of course you didn't Honestly What chance have you got? Um, right The manager of the month Is Callum Davidson None of you got it and Joe Shaughnessy is the captain of St Mirren So you got that Gordon DL But that was a 3 for you And it was a 4 for Stuart Millington Well done Stuart yeah. Well done Stuart Well deserved Good man Stuart The sign ball is on its way You're having a nightmare Oh <laughs> he's, he's got it <laughs> I can't believe The Faroe Islands eh? I can't believe that well, I, you, I can I can do you know Just what continents are? No, leave him, leave him, honestly. It's not, it's not the things in countdown <laughs> that Carol Vorderman puts up. That's <laughs> continents. Right, let's leave it there. Okay, 01419511025. Celtic fans, keen to hear from you right now on, well, various things. Eddie Howe, yes, happy with that development today. Scott Brown, first time we've heard from him after announcing that move to. Aberdeen now I'm delighted to say We're joined on the line By a special guest at the moment Who is the Cove Rangers manager Paul Hartley Paul how's it going Thank you for joining us Yeah thanks All good thanks Good stuff um, Sorry you had to put up With Wilson and DL there During yeah, that quiz that, utter nonsense uh, That will ruin anybody's <laughs> night um, You are going to Ibrooks in the cup Yeah How does it feel Going into that fixture Because it's under Pretty strange circumstances Isn't it Yeah it is um, Obviously the first thing is there's there's no fans here, which is disappointing for our players and our club in terms of finances and atmosphere. 
Um, we're only back two weeks with a ten week sort of layoff, so we're having to cram two two weeks of training in, and obviously we had three games, so games are building up. Or we're Tuesday night, we're Sunday late kick off, and then we're back Tuesday night again down at Clyde. So a little bit hectic, but look, we're back playing, and I think that's the most important thing. What is that schedule like? Is it? I mean, it's probably too early to be taking its toll. But how difficult is that going to be? Because you, you may be of a mind to try and use a squad, but you know, Cove going to Ibrox, it's not exactly the type of fixture you would want to, um, to you know, play play fringe players, for instance. Yeah, but I've got to look at the game forty eight hours later. Yeah, I think for us is the, the league is the most important. Um, obviously, the, the fairy tale of the, the Scottish Cup, and everybody wants to play against Rangers. It's live and telly. It's at Ibrox. But I've got to have one eye on the game on Tuesday So I've just try to pick the right team for, 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 for both games Got to try and get the team right for, for Sunday It's going to be a difficult match for us There's no doubt about it We're going to be using a lot of energy up We've got to have to uh, play without the ball For large periods of the game The way that the Rangers play Because I think they'll be as strong as they can And I've got to look at the game on Tuesday night You know, It's a quick turnaround for us yeah, Clyde and Tuesday, as Paul says, which t- take the geography into account as well, coming back down to, to this part of the world. Yeah. Um, d- d- Paul, the, the we kind of knew it was going to be like this. If we were going to have to finish the Scottish Cup, it, it was going to need to be squeezed in. Yeah. D- is there still an enthusiasm there for the fixture? Can you still get, get the players up for it oh, and not knowledge at the same time that it's not the priority? Yeah, look, they're, they're all excited. They all want to play. Um, so I've got some tough decisions to make. You know, some guys might not play, uh, might not get any minutes whatsoever. But I've just got to look at the bigger picture. Look, look we're all looking forward. It's the biggest game in the club's history uh, for, for Cove Rangers. So we're pitting my wits against a top team who have been outstanding in the league and even in Europe. Um, so we go there, try and go there with a game plan to try and make it as difficult as we can. But our players are all excited. They all want to play. Nobody, some of them have not played at Irish before. They say it's the biggest game in the club's history. Financially, we won't make as much money as we thought we, we would have made. Uh, you know, years gone by, we, we no supporters there. What's the? Uh, I'm not expecting you to give all the game plan away, Paul. But what, what's that process like? Because I'm thinking in the last couple of days we've had you know international football, which inevitably you see lots of kind of smaller countries playing against overwhelming favourites, and they then need to come up with. Are those the type of games you would would ever look at to try and, and find something you could replicate? I actually watched the Scotland-Faroe Islands last night because I thought the Faroe Islands would be out of possession most of the game. So we, we quickly looked at that last night and said, how how, they, how are they going to defend off the ball? Um, so, yeah, you look at that. But, you know, I'll only have one training session tomorrow night uh, with the lads and we'll try and show them footage of Rangers over the last couple of weeks um, and then we'll work on some stuff. And then when we go there, you know, we've just got to go there and do our best that's all we can do and hopefully put a good performance and that's all I'm asking of the lads yeah, How do you instil that? How, how do you make it that, it that it doesn't become too daunting? Because under any circumstances you're going to you know the best team in the country they've won the league so that is daunting but you guys haven't been able to play a lot and you've not been able to train a lot and you do have bigger fish to fry so to speak How do you make sure the players don't become overwhelmed by it? Or does it help the fact there's no crowd? Possibly but just, just try and give them Clear instructions This is what they have to do This is our job um, We've got some good players A good team They play a certain style um, Probably the first time This season Where We probably won't Dominate the ball uh, Most of the games We've played in This year We've dominated possession 
different scenario for us tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Um, but the players will they'll be fine. They'll look forward to it. As I said, it's the biggest game in some of their, their, their careers so far. But we've just got to go there and try and be as relaxed as possible and um, give it a right good go. Um, as I said, we've got some good players, we've got some young players, we've got some experienced players. Paul, that's, uh, that's what I was going to actually ask you, and Gordon touched on it as well. I mean, the amount of times uh, my breaking side played against you, and I watched videos of your games against other teams, and I seen your setup. Didn't change much, you know, from last season in the league to a friendly this season. All your players knew your, their job, didn't you? A T, and like you say, they're good players. Do you still go with that same system, or will you will you go more defensive? No, look, 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 we know we'll have to have a good um, organisation, a good shape about us, but when we get the ball, just go and play for the lads, just go and, go and express himself. Um, I don't want to change the, the mentality too much. You know, when we have the ball, we've got to try and do something at the top end of the pitch. So the structure won't really change. It's just say, like, when we're in possession, can we keep it? Can we do something with it? Can we get bodies forward? Um and can we go and have a right go? And if you get an opportunity, you've got to go and try and take it. So, oh look, the, the, the team talk will be pretty simple. And um, so we'll do some work tomorrow night, show some footage, and then just say, look, here's how it is. Go and try and put a good performance on. Yeah, that's certainly one we're looking forward to. Spread out across the weekend. That is Sunday evening, remember. Celtic Falkirk Saturday evening, a whole host on Saturday afternoon as well. Paul, before we let you go, if you don't mind, I'll try and uh, take the Cove hat off just for a second because we're about to hear from a, a man you know well, uh, Scott Brown talking about that move to Aberdeen. You know him well. You know both of those clubs well. What what have you made of th- that kind of news in the last week or two? I think it's, a, it's an outstanding signing for Aberdeen. Uh, they're, they're getting a player that, that I think can still go and play for another couple of years. He's looked after himself. Um, he's a good leader, which I think they need. Um, he's a good organiser, but he's a good player. And I think um, he'll get the respect as soon as he goes in the door. Um, you know, it's obviously a little bit of a coaching role, but I think Scott will mainly play there and one eye on the coaching side. But I think he's going in there to play, and I think he'll help the younger players, uh, Ferguson's and McCrory's of this world, to get that type of leadership. And and what he is, he's a winner. He's, he brings a, a winning mentality to, to to the dressing room and to the pitch, and he's got really high standards. So I think it's a good bit of business by Aberdeen. Yeah, I think you know he was talking today, saying that the uncertainty about the next manager was was part of that decision. <laughs> I guess it's unavoidable if Celtic, you know, didn't have a manager in mind or couldn't get it over the line. But, but what do you make of that? Might that turn out to be a frustration because in the fullness of time, whoever the new manager is might have said, "Oh, I would have loved Scott Brown to be part of this." Yeah, possibly. But I think Scott's now maybe looking at he's got a better chance of having more game time. And if a, if a, a new manager does come in and Scott doesn't play as much, I still think he's got a lot to offer on the pitch. And if a new manager comes in at Celtic, whoever it's going to be. And he doesn't get any game time Then he will be frustrated So I still think he's got a lot to offer Sometimes you just Sometimes you need a change You need a little bit of a freshness And a different change Different environment And um, I think Aberdeen have Done a good bit of business here Yeah the other kind of breaking news To that strand today Paul Seems to be that contact's been made With with Eddie Howe regarding the job Is that one that in, in your mind Or your experience you think Should excite the Celtic fans? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was on the marking the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I said about you know, we're, we're talking about different managers, and uh, and he asked me who I thought, and I, I thought Eddie Howe's name 
sprang to mind for myself in terms of the style that they play and they had at Bournemouth, I like watching them playing. Reminded me a wee bit of Brendan Rodgers in terms of the coaching and uh, the style of play that they had. So for me, it's a, uh, if, if, he, if he goes to Shelty, then I think it's a, it's a strong appointment. Paul, brilliant stuff. Thank you for joining us tonight. We wish you Thanks, well at, at the weekend. That was Paul Hartley, Cove Rangers manager, uh, looking ahead to that trip to Ibrox and giving us his expert insight on some other stuff as well. So much appreciated. Great stuff. Thank you to Paul. Right, Celtic fans, where are you? What do you make of that today? Eddie Howe contact been made uh, reportedly regarding the vacant managerial position. Is that good news for you? Yes or no? Pick up the phone and let us know. And um, what about this? What about these comments from Scott Brown today saying that the decision to move to Aberdeen partly down to the uncertainty about the manager. He has This is the first time he's spoken, remember, since it's been announced that he'll join up with Stephen Glass at Pataudry. And he says it was just the right move for him. Celtic fans, give us your thoughts. I got offered another year at Celtic, so it was playing... It was a hard situation now because it would have to be sit and wait to the end of the season, see who comes in. And for me... To have that fresh start with somebody that I know, I trust and I respect fully and maybe sitting in a Celtic to the end of the season, not sure what to do or who's coming in. I think that kind of played on my mind as well. But uh, as I say, it's going to be a sad time when I do leave, but it's been fantastic as well. I've enjoyed every single moment out of it and winning trophies, winning games, playing in front of some fantastic fans as well. I can't just go in there and run a dressing room and be the guy where I still believe that I can play football. Aberdeen offered me a two-year deal and it was an, an offer that I couldn't turn down. What do you make of that, Mark Wilson? Um, very honest for Scott Brown. He could have said a, a whole load of nothing there, if you like, and, and covered things up. But he was honest and, and said that the the lack of announcements from Celtic, the lack of knowledge and news coming in, uh, played a part in his decision. Um, and he was pretty brave because he could have just sat there and it could have been the right man that came in. He could have clicked and he might have played loads for Celtic, but he couldn't guarantee it. And Aberdeen, equally, couldn't wait for Scott Brown to, to last to the end of the season before getting a decision. They wanted their manager in, they wanted their coaching staff in, and take your hat off to them. They've pushed them to make a decision. And, you know, it's Celtic's loss. Celtic came out last week Peter Lowell We tried everything And our power to keep them They didn't announce The manager Or the coaching staff Quick enough To keep the captain Can you blame Celtic? Well Celtic have a duty To make sure they got The right manager As well So um, I quite like that From Scott Brown It's quite refreshing To hear him say Yes uh, It did Weigh on my mind um, It was an issue um, And it was a big decision That he had to come to Now Not in six weeks time yeah, not a big decision. I think it's a massive one for him. Um, I th- I think he used the words fresh start, Gordon. And Paul Hartley said it as well. Sometimes as a player, you've been at a club so long, you look and you think, right, <clears throat> what's another year going to do for me here? Uh, he's achieved everything. And um, he looks at Aberdeen, new manager coming in, new structure, the way the club's going to go, playing probably every week, getting into that coaching role, Looking forward to being a manager himself, and I think he's came to the right decision for Scott Brown. And uh, as much as it will hurt him, the only sad thing for him is I'd have loved him to go out in a blaze of glory in front of 60,000 people at Celtic yeah. Park because he deserves that. But I'm not surprised he's taking on this new challenge. That's what Mark and Gordon think. What's much more important is what you think. Give us a call right now, 01419511025. Celtic have approached Eddie Howe. They've held talks over succeeding Neil Lennon. Celtic fans, are you happy with that? 
Do you now believe he will become the new Celtic manager or do you think there will be a twist in the tale? Let us know. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night. Two of the finest footballing brains in Europe. The world, the yes. universe the world. Uh, Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson will put their minds together And try and answer this question It's that time of the year when these questions come out I've got no doubt we've had at least a variation of this question before But we'll see how we get on Murray says Can you name the last seven non-Old Firm players To win the PFA Young Player of the Year award? Can you name the last seven non-Old Firm players To win the PFA Young Player of the Year? Uh, <laughs> Derek Rardin Derek Rardin, mm. yes Gordon Deal Struggling already. Um, Stevie May. Faroe Islands. Stevie May wasn't <laughs> one. Um, Lewis Ferguson? No. One more guess. Uh, oh, 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 uh, uh, Stuart Armstrong. No. Ryan, oh, no. No. Ryan Gold. No, no, none of them. <laughs> None of them we'll just How none of them Do you, know what, do you know what I think He's off tonight Well he's off every night But why he's particularly off tonight Do you hear, do you hear about his traumatic evening well, He's had no. to get the heated body warmer out again Because <laughs> He tried to, close, he tried to um, close, his, close his window in the flat And he's pulled the window handle clean off <laughs> And now it's, it's, it's stuck sticking. open and it's freezing, and he's had, he's had to whip out, he's had to charge the heated body warmer and sit with <laughs> it on in the house. Can't watch it, Corey. Can't close the window. Will we put a will we put a shout out for anyone who who any glazers, glazers, locksmiths? Who would it be? I don't know. They can a, come. A handler. I need a handle. Yeah. You need a handle. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible scenes. I, strip, well, I, I didn't strip a wall. I supervised a wall getting stripped, mm. and I thought, right, that's great. And you open the window, obviously, cause just to get the air in. And, and then I pulls it, yeah. and I'm, yep. it was freezing. Gordon Deal in the flat, <laughs> pulled it right off, so he did. <laughs> on the phones. At Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, we'll leave that teaser going on as well. Oh. You've got Derek Riordan. Uh, we're looking for. The rest of them We're talking Scott Brown We're talking Eddie Howe Fran is on Twitter All the best to him For a player that cost A whopping 4.4 million An absolute bargain Not many players Hang about long enough To play as many games Or pick up as many cups Well worthy Of legendary status Let's Bring in Dominic Who is in Rutherglen As a Celtic fan Dominic How do you feel hearing that Scott Brown saying that You know Some of the uncertainty About the manager Played a part in him Going to Aberdeen I I don't buy that At all I mean Scott Brown's been a great servant for Celtic. There's no denying that. It's his comments. That he, I mean, he's saying himself he's got more to offer as a player, which I, I agree with. He has got more to offer as a player, but definitely not with Celtic. I think his time at Celtic's up. He could, he could definitely play. He's still got mm. time to offer on the pitch, but um, as a Celtic player, and for the full re, uh, rebuild that Celtic definitely need, get uh, Scott Brown leaving is a big factor in that. Uh, the full rebuild includes, in my eyes, losing Scott Brown as well. Right, so you're not you you, you think that yeah, he could maybe offer something on the pitch, but not not for two years, for instance. And you don't think losing Scott Brown, the player, is is that big a deal at the moment? It, it can it can still play. He can definitely still play, but just not with Celtic. I mean, he can hmm. can play elsewhere, but not with Celtic. Um, I just think his time time at Celtic was up a couple of seasons ago, and and I just think yes, he's still got. He's still got things to offer on the pitch, but just not at Celtic as a player. Yeah, fair enough. Mark, would you agree, disagree? Uh, 
look, I, I, I would disagree. I've I've already made my my point clear on what I thought he could have brought to Celtic this year. But look, Dominic's point could be valid. Time will tell on this. You know, I think Scott Brown will play a large chunk of Aberdeen's games, and um, Celtic will need to replace uh, Scott as a centre midfielder. Now, if a centre midfielder comes in that Celtic buy. And plays every game And much better We may stand back here This time next year And go Yeah It's justified And Scott may not play well If it's in the flip side Where Scott Brown You know Plays incredibly well For Aberdeen Celtic don't fill that void um, Then You know We'll, we'll say a different thing um, But like When Dominic's saying there It was done a couple of years ago I don't agree with that I do, I do think Scott's performance Has slipped along With the rest of the team but I've mentioned I don't think he was by far the worst player in Celtic. I think a lot of the criticism comes his way because he's been the leader for so many years and his standards have been so high. But I think even when his standards have slipped and he's dropped out the team, the games he's came back in, Kilmarnock away where he scores the first goal, very good, and against Rangers. At the There's been good points in there as well. So although his standards has slipped this season, I don't think they've slipped to what some people have made out. Yeah, I do agree. I don't think that Scott Brown's time was up a few years ago. You can understand he's going to go to Aberdeen. He's a big role to play up there, Gordon. And he's looking at the bigger picture now. Whether a new manager... I don't think a new manager would have come in and Scott Brown would have played every week. I do agree with that. Um, but Scott Brown, I think... Even looking at when I was at the Celtic Rangers game, Old Firm game last time there, a couple of weeks ago, Scott Brown... You don't look at Scott Brown and think he's finished. He played as well as MDLs on the park. So, um, no, I think Scott Brown's decided to go down a different different route now and we wish him all the best with that because there's a lot of, a lot of coaching mm. getting involved as well. But um, I think Scott Brown will keep playing and I think he'll play an Aberdeen team every week and I think he'll be a mm. terrific asset to the Aberdeen team. I mean, Dominic, there's a tweet here that says the hesitancy to appoint a new manager could come back to bite Celtic. If a new manager had been in the door, Scott Brown might have stayed. His leadership qualities will be sorely missed, especially when starting a rebuild. But you're, you're not, you don't agree with any of that? I, I think the rebuild that's required is that big. That it, it, It's such a big clear-out needing that includes Scott Brown. I mean, the, hanging on to Scott Brown, it, would it be rebuilding the team around Scott Brown instead of Turnbull for another season again? It's just too big a clear out and too big a rebuild. And can I make one quick other point about Lee Griffiths? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's a well-known fact that Scott Brown and Lee Griffiths are good friends and just with the rumours of maybe him going to Aberdeen as well, at Lee Griffiths for me has had absolutely nowhere near enough game time for me this season. And people keep saying he's not stepping up to the market. It, He's had his troubles He's had his fitness troubles That's fine He's, he's not enough time To step up to the mark And if he mm. if He probably wants to stay at Celtic And he will feel that if, if he gets a chance up He'll be the main man at Aberdeen He'll be banging them in And fair play to him if he goes But he's, for me he's, People keep telling him To step up to the mark He's not had the chance To step up to the mark for me Yeah I think he, he has also Made that point hasn't he How can I get Matt Sharp When I'm not playing games mm. is, there, is there a bit of that um, or do, do you need to earn that chance first how, how do you do it Well I'm with Dominic in terms of his ability And I would have liked to have seen Lee Griffiths a whole lot more But I mean for instance j- Just as, a, as an aside to that With this discussion we had at the start Is he going to the Euros Is there any chance he goes to the Euros I, I Would it take I, a massive turnaround Yeah I don't think so I don't think he's had anywhere near the game time To merit an international call up um, You find it hard to argue with so many different managers Over Lee Griffiths 
they all can't be wrong And as much as I would have liked to have seen him playing so much more You know, and coming on earlier in games to make an impact There must be an underlying reason They can't all be wrong on this And unfortunately I think Lee Griffiths has been brilliant for sale scored so many goals But I do think he must sit there and think I'm better than this, I need to play games and Aberdeen might just be the, the team to give him that opportunity And it might be, like Scott Brown, a change that he needs You know, a new lease of life, go play 30-40 games a season Score up in the, the regions of 25 goals a, a season And get yourself back in the Scotland be team the You're still man. young enough Yeah, so it might just be the time for Lee Griffiths If it, there is a big rebuild, it might be the time for him to move on uh, okay, thank you very much. That was Dominic in Rutherglen. Good to speak to you, Dominic. And um, what are you two got on this teaser <laughs> anymore? Just quickly, uh, was David well Good Willie one? Yes. Oh, well done. Hi. Uh, Craig Gordon. No, okay, we'll leave it there. 01419511025 on the phones. At Clyde SSB on Twitter. And um, what did you make of the. The, do you know what We'll bring Michael in first Because I think it's going to be A similar point So I don't want to steal Michael's thunder uh, Michael's calling in from Denny tonight Michael take it away Hi guys Hi. Uh, I was just on the Subject of Scott Brown And uh, the previous caller mm-hmm. uh, we, Well personally I won't, I'll never get the chance To say thanks to Scott Brown But I think the majority Of the Celtic fans uh, Would love to say thanks For being an excellent captain I think he's been An excellent player And I don't think His time is up you know, a couple of years ago, like uh, Dominic said, I think he got Player of the Year in two thousand. Players Player of the Year in two thousand eighteen in Scotland. So, I mean, he was still doing it, and I, I still think if, if he had managed the game time at Celtic, he, he could have had a big influence. But I think Aberdeen have done well getting him. Um, my other point was. Um, well, let's deal with that one first, Michael. Plenty of time. More than happy to uh, to discuss your other points as well. So you. Do you the, the tweet I just read out Dominic wasn't having it at all But the other tweet that came in Said that the hesitancy To appoint the new manager Could come back To bite Celtic You know Scott Brown could have stayed Is that the way Do you buy into that Or it, What do you think Yeah I do I mean I do I, I mean I, Like I say I, I think if, if Scott Brown's uh, Time on the park Was managed a bit better I think you, you noticed This season When he had a Maybe a game or two Rest that the game that he came back in, he, he looked sharper. He, he, he looked a bit fitter around about the park, and he, I thought he had had better games. Like every, if if he was to play every other game, that type of thing. And I know it's not as simple as that when uh, you've got a, you try to get some consistency in the squad. But I, I do think he, he could have still done a job for us. And I do want to say thank you if he's listening because he's been excellent. And the Celtic fans, the majority of them love him. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, yeah. What, what about? Just because we've not really heard that side of it See Dominic's point where he said um, That as much as yeah, you know, Certain qualities will be missed Is it not actually the, the perfect time Because if your rebuild is massive People keep saying to us Well that's why you need Scott Brown Because you need continuity mm-hmm. You need something um, to, to kind of link the, the two eras together But, but Dominic thinks the, the exact opposite Well you know, if you're, if you're clearing everyone out This is the time to make the clean break This is the time to stop relying on Scott Brown This is the time to stop worrying About how you build things around him And how you how you use him uh, I don't agree with If Scott Brown was there That things should be built round about him I think he did have a role to play In integrating new people to the club Um you know, and even on the pitch, um, as a player, let's take him as a player first and foremost. I think he, he could still perform. Um, look, it is a massive rebuild at Celtic. They have cleared out from top to bottom, really. Um, the first day of pre season, 
come July the 1st or whenever they're back is going to be an interesting dressing room when, you know, there's so many new faces from the chief exec to the the head of recruitment to the director of football manager down to the captain, new players. It's It's going to look a whole different place. And will that be a better place without Scott Brown? Who knows? As I say, only time will tell. Uh, the big news this afternoon, Michael, is that contact's been made between Celtic and Eddie Howe. Discussions regarding that managerial vacancy. Is that Does that excite you, that news? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Eddie Howe, he, he done well at Bournemouth, but I think his he's, he's time kind of came to an end quite naturally. I, I think he had done as much as he could. And I, and it, it does seem a little bit like Brendan Rodgers in, in that mould. And I think it is... I think it'd be a good appointment if they got him. There's one one guy that I've said to my friends time and time again about that's never ever been mentioned is uh, Steve Cooper, the Swansea City manager. He, he's he's kind of like Eddie Howe in terms of the, bringing through youth and the style of play is attractive and he, he's relatively young. I, I think I think that would have. I mean, if they had interviewed him, I know he's not a big name, um, but he's got Swansea City playing really well, and I think they're probably going to go up in automatic promotion. Uh, from the English Championship, I just think that he he would have been a he he, he would have been a good appointment. Can I just actually say that that Scott Brown, Brown point by the way? See, sure. see every other game, and if Scott Brown had been playing, um, and you you noticed that he was sharper. There's one player in Celtic who looks so tired and needs a rest, and it's Callum McGregor. I mean, the amount of games he's played in the last five four or five seasons. Um, I mean, it's a fun a great amount of games, like, but I I think they they should have. He should be rested a bit more. I think they were, he he's also someone that that uh, yeah. seems to get relied on a bit too much. Good luck. Yeah, That's the, the problem, is Michael, isn't it? That the Euros are coming up and he he'll be going. The other guys get their break. Um, yeah. Callum McGregor won't, and it'll be straight non-stop. into Champions League qualifiers. Yeah, non-stop for him for years. But I, I agree with Michael. It does look like it's taking a wee bit. He played well last night, but maybe yeah. a different challenge. Yeah, maybe we'll go away. Uh, Euros um, have a wee extended break after that and come back a different player. Someone, Michael, and I, I must admit, I can't remember if it was a caller or a pundit. Some one time, Steve Cooper's name was mentioned. Was he? Oh, look at him. No, 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 no. But I wasn't on himself. air. I was me in the office. I said to you, and I, I won't oh, take credit for this, Gordon. So I won't because you your... someone had mentioned to me oh, right. and said Steve Cooper I had to go away and, and actually look oh, I thought at, you were, were going so to try and credit. pretend no. that you save your best stuff for off air I was <laughs> telling <laughs> you that I thought wasn't. we were going to get another party in the mouth but just didn't happen <laughs> no Steve Cooper's name was mentioned to me um, um, I had to go away and look at it and yeah what's your thoughts? Hold, on, hold on because I think we're at, it looks like we're now past the stage of yeah. saying Cooper and Jesse Marsh and Maresca yeah. and, and Keane and Steve Clark. You know, there was a time mm. when we were just throwing everything out there. Davy Moyes and someone phoned in for Derek McInnes. Someone else phoned in for Xavi and Iniesta as a dream team. Right, that, that's where it got to a couple of weeks ago. There is there, there is news today that Eddie Howe has been in discussions with Celtic. Michael says, yeah, like the style of play at Bournemouth. We heard Paul Hartley earlier again saying he, it, it would be the man for him. Just that. You know, because Brendan Rodgers has been so successful, you're not going to get the exact same. But is he, is he in that mould? Put think, it this way, he's, he's more in that mould than say Roy Keane would be, yeah. Yeah, probably different um, stroke manager, coaches, whatever you different want. Different moulds, really. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah personalities. That's what I was trying to get yeah, personalities, uh, the way they would handle things. It depends on Celtic structure, but 
Eddie Howe, I think, would be a really popular appointment. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, even read today that he'd uh, refused two English Premier League clubs. So, and he's talking to Celtic, which makes uh, you know things are further down the line. You just wonder why, when he's been available, it's been taking so long. I know there's a lot of you know things to look at, and Eddie Howe's got to look at Celtic, got to talk to them to see what direction they want to go in. They obviously do their homework, in Eddie Howe, but um, I think that would be a very good appointment. Um, I think there's a lot of good coaches out there A lot of good managers It just depends on What Celtic structure is going to be And who fits in Yeah, I have to agree with that And I'm reading the day that Eddie Howe Is doing his homework and looking into the club And rightly so Because Celtic have been Ripped mm-hmm. apart from the top to the bottom Like I said earlier Eddie Howe needs to know If he's going to be manager Who is above him Who he reports to who can actually get in the dugout with him to implement his plan? What's the structure underneath him in terms of coaching? There's so much that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Who's his possibilities? What's the transfer kit he can get? There are, is a are, lot. Are iPads still allowed in the dugout? Oh, that, that's well, thing. I think you'll know that that's not allowed in all this. The, uh, all the big questions. We ask all the big questions here. Michael, it was a pleasure to speak to you. That was Michael um, in Denny. Bobby Pollock has got a good few answers on this question that you two are looking at. The last seven non-old firm players to win PFA Young Player of the Year in Scotland. Gary was throwing one in, but that's wrong, I'm afraid. You've got Goodwillie, Riordan. Turnbull. No. I'm going to go down. No. Why is he not on the list? Did he not win it last year? Did uh, he not win player of the year? Or was that the, was no, that the, the football writers? Football that was right. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> what, what about... Um, is, did Griffiths win it? Uh, yeah. Hibs, well done And here's another one Did Arn Hickey win it? No, that's the one that Gary went for and got it wrong Okay, we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on to the home stretch tonight Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Still time though to get your calls in If you fancy it Pick up the phone And let us know what is on your mind We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB And it does look tonight as if Eddie Howe is very much The, the clear favourite In the driving seat Call it what you want To become the new Celtic manager By no means a, a done deal But I like this tweet from Scott He's getting ready um, to to stick the knife into anyone who's got their predictions wrong Scott says What about your man that was on the other night He said that Stevie Clark was a cert for the Celtic job He had a source, an ex-player that told him We're going to need to get him back on the phone And that that's true oh. Everyone who came on with their big claims Over who the new manager was going to be yeah. Going to need to hold yeah. their hands up If this Eddie Howe thing does indeed uh, come to fruition But we'll find out soon Murray says Who are the last seven non-old firm players To win PFA Young Player of the Year You've got Griffiths, Goodwillie and Riordan uh, We're going to go for Mark sent me up here He went down the wing Crossed it I fed her then Naismith at Kilmarnock Yes Stephen Naismith Well done Okay um, Andy Robertson Yes, yes. Whatever uh, happened to him I know So many is that Gordon? Five Yeah you've got two to get Oh that'll be different Mark Wilson was telling us During the break Because you know he keeps his best stuff For during the break um, That he was on the short list When Derek Riordan won it In 0405 oh, I was <laughs> You picked right, it here's, here's a story actually you, it's Well it's not a good year. story But so At these player of the year things <laughs> You You get nominated And your team Oh we'll go But you need to still pay Your money for your Table, table. Mm-hmm. Um, And the team at Dundee United Then they pay the money <laughs> So me and my dad Were just joined on <laughs> 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 And didn't even <laughs> win, didn't it. win it. Riordan went up for it. 
Oh, oh, his dad's like That's my boy We <laughs> <laughs> half a lover Don't know him Not, not a single pal At Dundee no, United no, no, they they come. That's tragic because, uh, You know why Because the only knew I wasn't going to win it Because <laughs> Raherton was so far ahead But they didn't even turn up For moral support <laughs> <laughs> So there we go Thanks dad for coming If you're listening <laughs> Meant a lot <laughs> I got oh, a free night Golly babies There you go I'm my boy Seven o'clock <laughs> Nominate it Nominate it <laughs> Ten o'clock Ten. Never seen this guy before my life <laughs> Oh, oh, oh Armin Derek Ryan That's my point I thought you deserved it Unbelievable yeah, I like that You're you doing yourself with the service That was a great story Anything about your misery and misfortune Is good in my book <laughs> yep. uh, Right you've got two to get So we'll see how you How you get on Let's bring in Andy Who is a Rangers fan Alan McGregor New contract Andy How happy are you? Oh brilliant I, Honestly I think I said that a couple of months ago, a month ago, or six weeks ago, that he, he could be the player of the season. You know what I mean? No, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I heard the boys saying that keeper, they still looks hungry. I am delighted with that. But what what I was going to ask you, the boys, was that next season, no up front. I know Depot, he wants to stay. Whether he's a keeper, no, Morelis might go. Roof's a bit injury prone. So, have the boys get any names that they think that Rangers should be looking at in for? And just in case, no, this happens. <sighs> but the realist, they must have, because I can't even think anybody off the top of my head right now, but, and obviously, I think, they'll, they'll, I think, I think Atten's going to get a lot more starts now to the end of the season. I mean, I get where Andy's coming from. Morelos may go Roof is injury prone But that, that's still Quite a lot that needs to happen mm. Morelos needs to, to get the, the suitable bid He needs to want it And Roof might Not be injury prone Next season mm. Cedric Gittin might get better That uh, Yeah go on then uh, Answer Andy's question I was going to let you Wriggle out of it um, <laughs> who, 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 who should, should Rangers I'm going it's to say difficult question. Honestly I think Stephen Gerrard is Almost kind of You know Prepared his squad For next season Never mind this season So he ten was said all throughout the season that his appearances were limited, but when he came on, he made a difference. And I think he will play a much bigger part next year. I think if Morelos isn't doing it for whatever reason or moves on, Eaton will get more game time. Um, Roof, you're right. Roof may not be injury prone, but it's hard to pluck a name because who would have who would have thought a Roof or Eaton who, who or could Morelos have plucked him out for or Morelos, one million so. pound from Finland but, if but the big thing is if you're looking in Scotland Mark are there anybody that you're looking at now and think well people are yes, but uh, if you're looking at in Scotland and, and young Scottish strikers talent that would score goals I think he's shown he can, he can go to him score goals it's different level going to Rangers of course but for, uh, mm. anybody in Scotland yeah he's one it's early to start the conversation, Andy, but I don't mind it at all. Have you resigned to losing Morelos this summer? No, I hope no. I definitely hope no. But just I read about the papers about a month ago, and he was saying that somebody and Hank Rangers maybe the same if they come in, me a really bid that they can't refuse. He may go, but I'm just hoping because the Champions League, they may just say no. I'm going to stay for another season. I really hope he does because we're really we'll really miss him. You know what I mean. And, I just hopefully that Jack and Tab's back for Sunday as well. I don't know if we have any news about it. I think the Rangers are doing their press tomorrow, so um, I'm sure we'll get an update from the club then. You mentioned Champions League, Andy, and that kind of carrot for Morelos. Do you think that was a part of Alan McGregor's decision? How big a part? Oh, I think so. I, I really think so. I think he just wanted to show 
hopefully get out on a high, you know what I mean? Because uh, I mean he's, he's just like he's he's outstanding. He just it just gets better and better. Uh, can't really say. I think I heard Boy Eller on saying was it better first time or second time, but I just think he's just he's so consistent. You know what I mean? He's really consistent. Uh, so I'm really glad he's staying and to to show. I mean, who's to say he's. So, I don't know if he's going to stay for another two year, maybe. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a one year deal, isn't it? And if it would be surprising, but you do, uh, you never know. It's pretty easy to predict some of these because when a player performs like that, Gordon, it's always going to be one way. Everyone is is bound to be delighted. There is, I don't think there's another side to this debate. You will not find a Rangers fan who thinks, oh no, we should have moved them on and. And found uh, found someone else. That's just not happening. I think when deals like this come up, Gordon, and you're looking at Scott Brown at Celtic, you're looking at Alan McGregor at Rangers. This is not about the club. This is about the individual. Scott Brown's decided he wants to go a different path, leave Celtic. Alan McGregor looks and thinks, yeah, another year. It's enjoyment mm-hmm. for McGregor. But he could to, easily go out in a massive high. To be fair, I get the comparison, but rightly or wrongly, there there is at least a debate on the phones. You've heard it tonight, even among Celtic fans. Some do think that Scott Brown. Form is, is now at a stage Where it wouldn't be The end of the world To move him on Whereas yeah, You're just not getting that at all Yeah but but I still think that um, It could have been Very easy for Alan McGregor To say Do you know what I'm going out in a massive high End of the season But he obviously feels That as Mark says As a player You get to stage Gordon the, the body tells you In the morning That you're not looking forward To that training session you're not looking forward to getting in there and, and working your body. You, you, you've got better things that you maybe want to rest and whatever. McGregor's at the stage where he's still looking. He still gets that excitement. Getting up in the morning to get into training. Loves getting in. Looks forward to it. Loves the hard work. Looks forward to the match games. And he's performing brilliantly. So that answered his questions for him. For Rangers, it was an absolute no-brainer. Because he's a top-class goalkeeper. Mark made a great example that it's very easy to say, yeah, we've got a goalkeeper at 39 here. We might try and get a younger version in. Look at across the city, the problems that Celtic have had this season with goalkeepers. They ain't going to have that Rangers with McGregor. They know what they're getting. Another year. He might go on for another two. We don't know. I mm. just the thing is, he's got a good number two as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, <laughs> there is days next year where McGregor... Age does creep up on them um, You can take him out for a few weeks And you've got a reliable understudy to come in So Rangers are in a, a great position Because it's quite often the hardest position To fill yeah. in your team Yeah thank you Andy On the phones Kudels on Twitter says Good bit of business there Best keeper in Scotland By a country mile That's some of the views um, on Twitter Coming into that one uh, Are you looking forward to the weekend's action? You heard about this? You heard about him? What, what he, action are you up to out. this weekend? Oh, <laughs> oh my god oh. uh, He's out on his own He's going oh, to a game on his own Yeah, yeah he, he told me he's, he's well happy with that He's going to Livy Wraith <laughs> This could be dark Do you know he, says he's, he says he's looking forward to the phone in after it as well Oh, you I want to stay until 7 No, not stay until 6 No, stay, me, stay Because the weather oh, The lighter nights are coming in Clocks have changed Let me just say Get the body warmer on Sit yourself down till 6 o'clock Let we'll me just make this clear See the minute I say From the Tony Macaroni It's Livingston X Wraith <laughs> Rovers X Engine started <laughs> It's uh, good night Vienna uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be looking forward to it You're a Wraith Rovers legend They were brilliant the other night When we watched them beat them firmly Well uh, Gordon You've seen I'm, how much he enjoyed watching Wraith I, the other night I really I thought it was a great advert for a championship They're going to Livingston I think Livingston mm. have looked at that and thought hey, We're in for a game here So I think that'll be a good game 
And you talk about the pitch Forget about the pitch That's what Wraith playing Asseter Where is it going to fall apart? Getting out of his flat in the morning Tying his shoelaces Driving Finding the Tony finding, Macaroni Finding's always a nightmare for setting me Setting up the equipment That's Getting right. the team news There's so many stumbling yeah. blocks oh, It's going to be great I don't and know which one he's going to fall the, out Tony Macaroni are you not the other side Are you yeah. From the, mm-hmm. the tunnel yeah. So even getting round there That'll be good I'm looking forward to it yeah. Greatly Might strap a GoPro to your nose And see if we can capture the full <laughs> thing <laughs> See what's happening Mo- <laughs> We Mowgli coming out of one night Mowgli Right You've got two more to get on this teaser Oh right I've This is that Kevin McNaughton one No 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 I thought Going back a bit yep. So we're looking for the last seven non- Last seven non-old firm players To win the PFA Young Player of the Year In Scotland Cummings No No he didn't want it um, uh, Chris Boyd No did I say Chris Boyd uh, Don't bother saying it Okay Take that back We, we need a uh, John McGinn I'm going no. Aberdeen No we're going back a bit okay. Motherwell uh, James McFadden Honestly I cannot believe McFadden. You didn't get that one <sighs> Ridiculous yeah, 2002 yeah, yeah. three. Probably just missed out In the Ballon d'Or that year as well yeah. And you two have forgotten these And yeah. honestly Ridiculous Right the last one was 08, 09 And not Motherwell But not far Hamilton Oh um, McCarthy 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 Right which McCarthy. one McCarthy McCarthy No I'm going McCarthy <laughs> Jamesy James McCarthy Maca- No it's McCarthy McCarthy Yeah he got it Well McCarthy. done yeah. Well done all uh, right, thank you, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. Busy day that in Scottish football. We enjoyed it. Thank you so much for all your tweets, for all your calls. We always really, really appreciate it. And we're back tomorrow for more. Six o'clock, building up to a huge weekend in the Scottish Cup. Good to hear from Hugh Keevens. He was texting me last You can just imagine what he was texting. See when John McGinn scored last night? What do you think he... he yeah, exactly. He fired up the Nokia to send that message about John McGinn. I'll ban him from repeating it on tomorrow night's show, but we'll hear from him, and hopefully we will hear from you at six o'clock. Johnny Campbell's up next.